since the price of eggs is has increased so much, I've seen a lot of people eyeballing my chickens. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm thinking about making them inside chickens. You know, if anybody has any experiences on uh, putting diapers on birds, that would be much appreciated in the comments. Hey guys, today's video is sponsored by Bigfoot Bushcraft and Lagom. Now, it's important to know that these companies did not pay us to feature their products in this video. They did, however, send us some great products to use, including the Bigfoot Bushcraft Portable Flatback Stove, which is this right here, and the Lagom Folding Camp Saw. Now, these are great tools you've seen us use on Survival Dispatch, and I can attest to their value. Matter of fact, I've lost count of the number of times that we've used this portable stove, as well as the Bigfoot Bushcraft Fire Plugs and Fire Starter Kit when filming SD content, and it's a really great concept. Let me show you this. It fits in this carry case. It literally folds up this small. It sets up very easy and quick. I've also got the Lagom folding saw here, which we've already used on some of our SD outings, and it's proved to be a very valuable tool for us as well. Make sure you check out the links in the description for two great survival items, the Bigfoot Bushcraft flat back stove and the Lagom folding saw. Welcome back guys. We are talking about current events and how it relates to prepping, preparedness. What are some of the current events that are going on around the world that people are concerned about stressing out? So I think the three things that are top of mind for most people right now is what's going on in the Ukraine, um, the uncertainty around China's economy. You know, they're on the brink of collapse, which will have global ripples and our own economy. Mm -hmm. Which is which is along. excellent at the moment. Yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. how does that um, relate to prepping? What does it mean for for us with all of these things going on that we can panic about, we can freak out about? Um, a lot of people are. A lot of people are losing yeah. their minds right now over a lot of these events, and they can't think about anything else but these events. How does it relate to us? What, what, what I'm getting at is what can we actually do about it? What should we do? What should we be doing to be prepared for these things? Should we be afraid? Is that something we should be doing? Should we, are we afraid of it? Is that why we call ourselves preppers is because we're afraid of what might happen? I don't know. Some people maybe. Yeah, there's, there's always going to be an element of people yeah. who are fearful and sure. driven by fear. Mm -hmm. um, our mainstream media and others um, you know, their whole model is based upon spreading what's referred to as FUD, yeah. fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Because yeah. that's what triggers people to Correct. watch more. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Come back now and we'll show you pictures of things blowing up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in just a few minutes, we'll show you more horribleness going on in the world right. and something else you should, you should worry about. Um, but uh, but I, what I always say is control the controllable. That's what I always come True. back to. And that's why I'm not, I don't, I, I typically don't you know, chime in on current events and all of the, the, the problems of the world and the monkey poxes and the, and all that stuff. Right. It, I, I typically don't chime in on that stuff because, because I'm not stressed about it. It, it. I'm aware of the things that are going on in the world. I'm aware of the war in Ukraine and Ukraine. Um, but I'm not stressed about it because there's really literally nothing I can do to prevent those things mm -hmm. from happening. But what I can do is is have an effect on the people closest to me in my small little circle. I can I can make sure that I've done everything that I can do to make sure that they are they're fed, 
clothed, housed, um, and well cared for to the best of my ability, even when times get really, really hard and we can't just go to the grocery store and buy the, you know, the pack of bacon like we can right now. Well, whether it's a pack of bacon or anything else, yeah. I think it's a safe investment. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you invest in food and water, uh, you're going to eat it at some point in time. Sure. So it's not like you're, you're, you know, betting your paycheck on, mm-hmm. you know, a horse race. Yeah. Yeah. My, it's not risky. Yeah. yeah my, my friend Alan called it a, an insurance policy for your stomach. Um, and that's the, uh, the best way that I could think of putting it. Right. So you've got people buy insurance on their home, on their cars mm-hmm. in case something bad happens. Right. Um, but with this insurance policy for your stomach, it's always there. You can eat it anytime. It's not going to go to waste. It's not, you're not throwing money away into nothingness. There's no, you know, uh, you don't have to, what is it? Not premiums, but you don't have to pay the, uh, there's no deductibles. There's none of that. None of that's going on. It's just something that just makes total sense, um, to have a little bit put away. And we're not even talking about craziness. We're talking about stuff that you normally eat on a regular basis, normal foods that you normally eat and consume with your family and you can easily stockpile extra away for the hard times that may or may not come right well i wish i could remember who it was but very recently somebody said we're never more than three meals away from anarchy Mm -hmm. you know so people will freak out yeah if if suddenly the grocery store is empty and stops selling food people will lose their minds and the best thing that you could possibly do is not go anywhere. <laughs> stay stay home if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you've if you've prepared, obviously. Now, if you're the person that shops day to day and only has you know a day's worth of food in your fridge and a box of pop tarts, uh, you're right. gonna you're gonna be one of those people that's freaking yeah. out. Uh, but if you've got a little bit of food set aside, and I'm I always recommend a year. I mean, that is a good goal I think for a lot of people, but it takes some time and investment to do that. But uh, at a minimum, I'd say a month. A month's supply of food is not that yeah. hard to do. Not that hard, no, even with a bigger not. family. You know, just like we were discussing earlier, the COVID situation, uh, we were very fortunate in Florida. Um, I mean, we're y'all's neighbors here in Georgia as well, but mm-hmm. you know, we also have a home in Florida. And so, you know, Ron DeSantis, best governor in the country, bar none, uh, after the first two weeks to flatten the curve was over, you know, he said no more of that nonsense. And, you know, we kicked it into high gear and our economy has been rocking ever since then. So much so that we're, you know, in the process of leaving Florida because there's just too many people have come to our state now. But when we were discussing that, that first week, uh, I stopped at a 7-Eleven around 8 a.m., fill up my truck. It was a 7-Eleven I used to stop at all the time Mm -hmm. on my way to the office. And it was spooky. There was like nobody around. I was the only person. Normally that time of day, it was really busy. Really? Just because of the lockdowns and stuff, everybody was just... Hiding out? Yeah, you could have fired a cannon through yeah. the parking lot sort of thing. And so another customer pulled in as I'm filling my truck. I've always been paranoid when I'm at gas station stuff. I've crisscrossed the country countless times. And, you know, you end up in the middle of nowhere getting fuel. It's night. Just crazy Shady stuff happens. Shady folks hang out at gas so stations. So just something I'm always cognizant of. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this car pulls in and the guy gets out and he no sooner goes to grab the pump. And this other guy comes running from behind the 7-Eleven, tackles him and starts beating them up. So I'm reaching for my phone on the truck seat, reaching for a pistol, I fix the call 911, Smokey Bear pulls in just as this is happening. I'm just kind of coming around my truck and he throws it in park and tackles this guy. And the guy's screaming at the top of his lungs, I haven't eaten in three days. Mm-hmm. I just need some money for food. Hard times and, and he freaked out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, so I, our office was in the same building at the time, my wife and I, and you know, I called her, I said, Hey, there's some crazy stuff going on out there now. Yeah. You know, we're barely into this thing, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, it just blew me away that this guy was gonna, you know, he was assaulting a guy just get a get couple dollars cash. so he could eat because yeah. he hadn't eaten in three days. It's crazy. It, it's what's mo- well, most people, probably most people watching have not gone more than maybe a day without eating. Right. Yeah. I would say unless it, they were sick or something. Yeah. 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 That, that might be a case or in a hospital yeah. or whatever like that. But if you're in normal situations, probably haven't gone more than a day, probably without eating. Um, and what happens to your body after a couple of days without eating a few days without eating is it could be alarming if you've never gone through that process mm. before. And I, I can relate to that cause I've done it. Um, but with that said, uh, gathering the foods and stockpiling the foods that you might need to see you through the short term of, you know, craziness going on with the economy and stuff like that, lockdowns and things of that nature, stockpiling the food is the cheapest and easiest that it will has ever been and will ever be again. It is yeah. that we were talking about earlier, uh, a 50 pound bag of rice. I, I don't, I don't know what the price of it is. Let's let's say it's $35. You know, I think that's about what it is. $35 for a 50 pound bag of dried rice. What would it cost in not just money, financial uh, investment, but time investment to grow 50 pounds of dried rice? It would be huge. Astronomical. It'd be so huge and not even possible for us really, because we can't even grow rice. Well, my field you might be able Maybe. to get away with it right now. It's pretty swampy, <laughs> but but usually you wouldn't get away with that because you couldn't even grow it in mm-hmm. your area. You don't have the tools, the know-how, the the, the equipment, the land. It's just not going to happen. It's it's so much easier to work a couple hours at your job, whatever it is, and invest that money into food that you otherwise could never get. You know what I mean? Well, I mean just going back a little bit. So whether it's the war in Ukraine and there's some sort of nuclear event Mm -hmm. like could be even a power station not even a bomb yeah whether it's the chinese economy which is teetering uh or if they were to invade taiwan for example uh that would send ripples through the global economy or what's going on right now i mean we're in a recession sure and we have out of control inflation yeah and there's no easy way out of this so Mm -hmm. typically when you go into a recession you lower interest rates to spur people to spend money yeah. and you, you bounce out of it sort of thing. But mm-hmm. we're in a catch 22 now. So mm-hmm. it, we have inflation is extreme. Um, we have a recession going on. So if you cut interest rates, you fuel more inflation, you raise in, interest rates, this then you cycle. cause less keeps spending. Going. Yeah. So yeah. my point is out of all of those things, the very first thing that's going to fail is going to be food. Yeah. You know, within like, if there's any type of nuclear event, mm-hmm. 12, 24 hours, there won't be a stitch of food left on any yeah. shelf. The system's pretty fragile. Yeah. Much more fragile than we ever realized. Yeah. Not just other people, including ourselves. Yeah. No idea how fragile it was. What do you think most people, what do you think goes through most people's heads about these types of things that are not people that are not preppers, uh, you know, the prepared, just minded people. What do you think, as they look at current events, world events, do you think that they're going through their normal day-to-day life not worrying about it because there's nothing they can do about it or not worrying about it because they um, think that it's not going to happen here? Everything's still fine. Like I'm still doing my normal day-to-day. You know, I'm not, I'm not hungry right now. I can still watch football. Um, what do you think? I think the pace of life is so fast in America these days 
that a lot of people, uh, they don't worry over something until they're told that they should worry over it. Right. You know? Now it's a problem. You should worry about this. Right. And, oh, and, I need to go buy toilet paper. <laughs> exactly. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's very reactionary as opposed yeah. to being proactive. So I just think, again, that's kind of, that's the society we live in. It's everything's, you know, happening super fast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people catch tidbits of news. Yeah. Or, I mean, I had a good friend of mine who passed away last year and uh, he was absolutely brilliant. And 20 years ago, he said to me, he said, Chris, he said, the best case scenario, the news is infotainment. Worst case scenario, it's propagandatainment. Straight up lies. And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, there's people in our circle, my wife and I, who uh, grew up trusting the mainstream media. Yeah. And to this day, if we say anything that doesn't jive with the current narrative, you know, they think that we're crazy. Or right. Something. And, uh, well, it's you, just their you level want of trust to, is there. I think, I think you and I are the same on this is that we want to believe that they're telling the truth and that these things are actually occurring. And we want to believe that our government wants the best for us. We want to believe these things, but the truth of the matter is it's not, well, <laughs> it's I, not the case. I was going to say yeah. just a slight change of context yeah. there. Wanted. To believe wanted yeah 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 no, no yeah law, no i law wanted law. to believe that you know yeah. the that cnn is gonna is gonna tell me the news and tell yeah. me what's actually going on but it turns out they just want what they want regardless of the problems that it causes uh, we're on the precipice of a very deep rabbit hole yeah, here no. uh, yeah. but i will say and don't quote me on the exact numbers but in the early 1980s, there were something like 400 independent news organizations in the country. Mm -hmm. So owned by 400 different entities. Mm -hmm. And you now have something like four or five wow. major entities like Disney and whatnot that own something oh. like 95, 96, 97% of all yeah. media. So there's some interesting videos out there where you can see a newscaster you know, stating X, Y, and Z is bad. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they pop in another video feed and another one and another one, and another one and play them all at the same time. The and same they're all word parroting for word. the word for word. Exactly. The it same is thing. exactly the same. It's and it's because up. you have these conglomerates mm -hmm. now own all the means of, you know, supposedly transferring information to people. Yeah. So if you read something on the internet, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. But if you memorize and regurgitate the crap that's being spewed on mainstream media, totally fine. somehow you're in the loop sort of yeah. thing. So And it's another reason why like I I am not super up to date on current events and stuff that's going on because um because I get really fed up with not knowing what to believe. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat as me. No, nobody knows what's true, what's not true. Right. So it's just like, screw it all. You know what I mean? Like, I, like that's kind of, I mean, honestly, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, all of it's lies. So I'm just gonna do everything that I can do to be the best me that I can be and take care of the people in my small circle as best as I can and be a positive influence on the people that I can ha be a positive influence on, like people watching or, you know, yeah, well, my wife and I were, were what, maybe 15, 16 years older than y'all, mm -hmm. but we're on the same page. We basically believe nothing yeah. that's in the mainstream. None of it. And yeah. Unless we know somebody who's close to the story, have some firsthand account of something, yeah. we just don't believe it. If you're a politician, you're lying. Ah, <laughs> you're, you're not telling the truth. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the extent of it, which is yeah. really frustrating because, like, we're, like I was saying before, is that... Uh, 
uh, I think you and I are the same. We we want the be- we want other people to be successful. We Absolutely. want pe- the best for other people. We want we want people to to achieve their goals and uh and it's 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 beyond me to understand how other people don't want that and they're so selfishly driven that they would ruin somebody else for their own personal gain <clears throat> or not even just somebody else at a whole country a whole a whole thousand millions of people yeah i mean i still want to believe that the vast majority of people are good people mm-hmm. regardless of what walk of life they may come from but we have concentrated power uh, amongst a very small group of people who wield tremendous power mm-hmm. so you know i'm hardcore right-wing libertarian lowercase l i believe everybody should be able to do whatever they want as long as it doesn't hurt nobody else yeah. but in 2010 the supreme court decision called citizens united was an absolute disaster where it stated that uh, corporations are people mm-hmm. and that money is free speech mm-hmm. so we already had all kinds of shadiness going on with money and in, into our political process now there's just a deluge of bad money coming in from people with bad intentions yeah. doing bad things and uh so while i want to believe the majority of people are good people i have very little faith in our leaders whether they be government whether they're i mean they could be elected they could be bureaucrats whether it's mainstream media i mean i can't watch anything from hollywood anymore no i can't do it it's infuriating i i cannot do it and mm-hmm. i honestly somebody recently said that they felt like um a lot of the stuff that's being put out there is from our enemies, whether you know whether it's Russia, China, or whoever, trying to divide us by planting all these very divisive sure. seeds yeah. amongst us. Which sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's not, <laughs> if it's true. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's true yeah. or not. What I do yeah. know is that the garbage coming out of Hollywood is, I can't imagine, like, if my grandparents were still alive, my grandfather's, he, he never spoke a harsh word in his life, his head would be spinning off. Yeah, yeah, You know, telling people, well, I mean, I'm going to be careful what we say because sure. we'll, get, we'll get smacked down by yeah. YouTube. So. Yeah, well, but but to end this on a positive note, I think that basically what we're trying to say is there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world and we can make a choice. We can make a choice to stress about these things and freak out about them or we can do um, – the very small things to make sure that we secure we're more self-reliant so we're not we're not dependent upon uh the government to give us handouts we're Mm -hmm. not dependent upon them to feed us uh, or wrap the fema blankets around us we're we can take care of ourselves and because we can take care of ourselves they also can't control us well i I think there's an element of diligence Mm -hmm. you know you have to be diligent in you know, putting a little bit extra away for, you know, stockpiling food, stockpiling water. Yeah. Discipline. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I love guns. I'm a gun guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that any of us could stockpile enough ammo to repel a, you know, zombie apocalypse because you'll be overrun. Right. It's pretty much it's good as a trading. So you're saying something to barter with. So you're telling me the headshots on the zombies while riding a horse is not something I'm going to do i don't know about you i mean <laughs> i have faith that denny chapman can do it because he's, not, he's, right. he's a cowboy yeah, he, could do it, actually. Yeah. He, he could but you know before we wrap up just a good example you know as i've mentioned before you brought the topic of of never let your fuel get below say a quarter tank. yeah and my grandfather was very adamant you know i'm going back into the 70s and early 80s stuff that my grandmother ne- never let it go below half a tank yeah 
and so we were off the grid, you know, top of a remote mountain the other day ago, and we were running a little bit behind. And when we come off the mountain, um, we were low on fuel. We stopped at three gas stations in Chatsworth, Georgia, mm-hmm. and they all had the pumps bagged up. Yep. And maybe it's because we're, you know, in tune with being prepared and stuff like that. But, but my wife and I were both starting to panic, like what's going on? Like, you know, none of these stations have any fuel. Have we really reached that point in time, Mm -hmm. which people have predicted. And so when we finally did find gas, it was, it was expensive. It wasn't a good deal. There were people lined up Mm -hmm. and it was kind of a glimpse of, you know, what happens if you don't have fuel. So I guess like beyond food and water and stuff like that, having enough fuel, uh, set aside that you can, you know, either get home or get to, you know, somebody else's place yeah. where you're, you're good. Um, but just basic things. It's basic not, stuff. Yeah. We're not moving, you know, mountains here. No. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So don't live your lives in fear. Yeah. Be prepared. Think about the possibilities that could pop the, the most likely possibilities that could go wrong and prepare as best you can for them. Thanks so much for watching, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope this was informative. I hope it was helpful. I hope it was insightful or inspiring in some way. I want you to live your lives prepared. I don't want you to live your lives in fear. I put my faith in God. I put my faith in myself. I put my faith in the people that I trust around me. I do not put my faith in the government. I don't put my faith in the authorities to take care of me. That's not, it's not how I'm going to live my life, and I don't recommend that you do the same. Um, don't recommend that you do the same. I think I messed that up. I recommend that you do the same. I recommend that you do the same. Like double negatives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I recommend, leave that in maybe. I recommend that you do the same. Um, do what you can to be prepared. Do what you can to prepare for your, for hard times that may or may not come in the near future. Don't be afraid. Be prepared. Thanks for watching. Creepy little dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs>